What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 525th episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Will. Well, I almost started crying last night because I couldn't find the 29-inch cord for my size 6 circulars, so that'll just let you know where my state of mind is right now. It's carried over. What? Yeah. (laughs) You gotta, if you don't know, you don't know. But if you know, you know. You know, you know. (laughs) I have so many cords, and I just couldn't find that one cord. Karina's also here. Hello. Hi, I'm back, Karina, aka Pingamon, if you know me as that. Uh, con- continuing your streak of having almost PhDs on your show. <laughs> oh, well, then you're Dr. Karina. Not yet. <laughs> we, no, no, we grant the PhD as long as you're in the program. Here, that, here, you're a doctor just for trying. Can you, can you write to my faculty head and let them no, know? <laughs> that I cannot do, especially since it's like oh, okay. not, not a U.S. Uh, accredited institution. All right. Well, Man, I appreciate only the thought. <laughs> if it had been, what is it? What's the Eastern? I think it's Eastern states is our accrediting. Like, if only you had fallen into that realm. What are you only. getting your degree in? Cognitive neuroscience. My favorite. <laughs> All right, we're having a cognitive neuroscience episode this week. Let's talk about neurons, brain areas, and the way that language is formed. <laughs> Let's go into Broca's area and Pokemon. Great. <laughs> Steve just checked out again. <laughs> the, you just have to long... listen to us talk about yarn for like ten minutes before finally starting the podcast, and we've already derailed it. Again. And now we're going to talk about neuroscience. I know some <laughs> fantastic neuroscience. Great. The long con of the show is to get a bunch of people smarter than me to then just replace me, and then the show is nothing of but doctors and and highly <laughs> educated people talking about Pokemon. Correct. That's not me. Uh, but we do have Pokemon <laughs> news. Uh, there was a big 20-minute Pokemon Presents that happened on Wednesday. Uh, it had a bunch of mobile games. Um, and then it had a, I think it was like nine minutes of Scarlet and Violet. And we're going to do the non-traditional approach here. We're going to start the uh, Scarlet and Violet stuff first, and then we'll save all the smaller stuff for afterwards. There's a lot to go through. That's kind of why I was like, oh, let's just do it first, just in case the show runs real long. Gosh, where do, where do we start? I guess I guess we'll go through the press release. The press release will take us the order. That's we'll, always we'll, a good guide, we'll yes. Do. So it says, welcome to Paldea. I think I'm saying that right. I, I believe I'm saying that. <laughs> I'm but, so disappointed. That is not the name that I gave to this region. Players will start their adventure in the Paldea region, a land of vast open spaces dotted with lakes, towering peaks, wastelands, and mountain ranges. Players will find a lot of people and Pokemon living in a variety of locations, ranging from a farming village with bountiful harvests to a port town with a bustling market. There are also Pokemon living on treetops, rivers, and other locations in the wilderness. In the center of the Palde- in the center of Paldea sits the largest city. I actually didn't see anyone talk about this. Maybe because no one reads the press release and they didn't even talk about it in the trailer. But it's called uh, Mesa Goza. It is here where players will either find the Nargia, Nara, Naraja Academy, which I think is Spanish for... Naranja, yes. Yeah, perfect. Great. I like Naranja. I vote for that pronunciation. It rolls off the tongue. I mean, I just said it twice. Naranja. Come on. It's not that hard. <laughs> Uva. So it's the, the Nara is orange, right? And then Uva is grape. 
Yes, purple. You can you can do it. Not Ron Ha. Although nobody says R except for English speakers. Naranha. Better? There you go. <laughs> in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the name of the schools, its emblem and its uniforms and other details will differ depending on which version of the game is played. The Pokedex will also be loaded on the Rotom phone as an app. Classic copy and paste. We don't even get a new Rotom. They're just giving us the mm. phone again. Players will be able to see the entire map of the Paldea region in the map app, which will also show their current location. I love <laughs> I love how this is like a sentence because this was such a huge complaint in Sword and Shield of like there is no map and I don't know where I am in this map. Players will also see all kinds of information like nearby towns, Pokemon centers, and wild Pokemon. Okay, that's the first part of the press release. So I guess we'll start there. The, the world looks cool. It's very colorful compared to Legends, and it does give me Legends vibes of, you know, the panning over the camera and seeing the Pokemon in the area, um, but I would love to hear your guys' thoughts. I do like the pretty colors a lot. I feel like um, like 90% of what sways me to get a game or not is like whether the colors are pretty, and the colors in this game are very pretty, so uh, I'm a fan of that. Yeah, I mean, I think especially for the outside of town areas that you're going to have that more... I don't know if it's like more oil painting or more watercolor art style for your surroundings where you're not going to get like sharp edges and things like that. Um, but definitely, you know, bright colors and I don't know, it's more of like a mood. <laughs> How did you guys feel about the guy narrating the uh, a trailer? I guess is the name. His name was uh, Clavel, I think the Academy, the is director like of the Academy, Clavel. Is Clavel. this the old guy Clavel. that was like talking to you? The old guy? Yeah. That was not a professor. I'm like, so how does um do we know how this game works? So it seems like you're like a student in a school and the reason that you're like exploring this region is for for homework, is that correct? And then like well, the maybe there's professors like, there's are like the your three teachers? stories, right? Yeah. So that's that's one of the okay. stories. That's but it's the treasure hunt is your wait, they actually said it in the trailer. They said it's uh Oh, it's like like field study, maybe is the term that they use, something like that. But independent study, okay, that's what they they did say. There are three stories, which like I I like rolled my eyes because, <laughs> like I don't think it's actually three stories in the sense of like what we've already done in Pokemon games, right? Like you in in Red and Blue, there you could argue that there are two stories. One story is defeating Team Rocket and Giovanni. The other story is trying to be like champion. Hmm. And I'll just like literally apply that to every game. So is this just, they already said one of the stories, becoming champion. They said get eight gym badges. That's, they said that is a story. It's like, okay, well, that's in every Pokemon game. And then another story they said is the treasure hunt. Is, is that like figuring out what the thing in the middle of the map is? Cause that's probably the most um, uh, am ambiguous thing is this giant swirly middle of the map probably mythical slash legendary pokemon in there but isn't that also like if you look at sword and shield the credits roll you become champion you've defeated the bad guys and then there's another story of catching either zashin mm. or zamazenta and then the story that's in literally every pokemon game is there's a bad guy team that has nothing to do with champions except for i guess black and white they kind of merge that defeat bad guys so is that the three stories that i just like name them out or is that like 
the third story magically like rescue your mother who got captured so i think or like my take on it is i mean it is going to be very similar to those in those ways but you can like focus on one and the other ones don't won't interrupt oh i see so like if i'm in x and y I could just get my eight gym badges and then battle Pitbull and, and Lysander like later. Yes, like Mister Worldwide, and, and, you gotta you gotta wait. Yeah, is the is the director just the bad guy? <laughs> he like he gives like major bad guy vibes, right? Who Clavel? Yeah. Oh man, did you never read the Madeline books? Excuse me. <laughs> it's the it's the bad hat is the bad guy. No, um, no, I got I either just like really aged myself please tell me that somebody else has read the madeline books oh no you guys have to find them they're so good it's about these little girls that went to like a school in france um i think that the instructors are the bad guys and mr clavel is not i think a lot of people looked at rose and was like rose is the bad guy right like i thought that was like pretty so are they going to do it again? Like they they already did the the guy the the guy who's your friend the whole time turns out to be a, the bad guy. Like ooh, plot twist. Do you think they're really going to pull that one out two times in a row? Yeah, because now you're not expecting it cuz you're like they'll never do it twice in a row. <laughs> well, what yeah, was um, maybe Lysander was like an obvious bad guy too, right? Like the minute mm-hmm. you see him, you're like, "Oh, well, you're the bad guy." But he's like, he is friendly when you first meet him because he's like, oh, "I invented the not Rotom phone." The what? I don't even remember what that was called. The X receiver, the scan receiver. Oh, you're t- who's going to remember that? Which game was like the C Gear? Is that that game? C no, Gear was black and white. Black oh, okay. and white. <laughs> that I do. Remember. I don't know. <laughs> That was like a pretty good twist, I guess, that Getsis was using N as like propaganda. That was like pretty okay. I mean, they never explained the Shadow Triad stuff, but ah, details. <laughs> it was Silan, Chili, and the other one. <laughs> the other one. Who's the water one? Cress. Here, Greg's not here. Here's the thing that Greg will say, and I will agree with him. And this is a thing uh, like I, I, I see on comments and stuff, where where people will always be like, Pokemon stories. People will always like Pokemon story was good for black and white. It, it really wasn't. It was like very like all the Pokemon story, <laughs> all the Pokemon stories are like very average, and the the Pokemon world building is very good, and the Pokemon lore is very good, like the in depth. That they go in with characters and like the the story, like what we saw. I'm getting a little ahead of ourselves, but what we saw of uh, what was their name? What was their name? Their name was uh, Grusha. So they show Grusha. He is this gym leader. They give him a, a lot of personality in in the trailer, and then they say Grusha used to be a professional snowboarder, but now he's the gym leader of the Glastado gym full time. He's a nice type specialist who uses Sea Titan as his partner. Like that, that is great building of a character. You already get a little bit of lore. That's all we're gonna get. Like they, they never do more than what they just did right there. And I, I hope that they do. But even, even like a a character like Valerie in X and Y, they made a big deal because she's like the first fairy type gym leader. You go to the town, you see her gym. Her gym has, like, a bunch of, like, clothing um, and s- sewing stuff. But that's it. 
Like that that that's all there is. Like you don't really get anything more out of her. So they have they have all these pieces in place for like flushing out characters, but then actually never really doing anything with them. And I, I, I another example before we move on would be like Milo. Like they 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 gave us a bunch of trailers of Milo. They're like Milo and Nessa. These are the two first gym leaders you'll experience. And you do, and you get to Milo's gym, and you battle Milo, and he's like chasing Wulu, and then you never, no one ever mentions or talks about Milo again. He's just gone. He's just he like makes that's not true. He like when makes you're a, chasing down, and they 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 are like dynamaxing all the gyms, the Pokemon in the gyms. Milo comes back, yeah, for like a hot yeah, second, and you can be like buddies with Milo with your All Star tournament thingy at the end. That's true. You could All Star tournament with Milo. Yeah, I, I the, the three story thing is like I, I feel like it's just marketing. Yeah, I would hope it would be more like Will said, um, like more parallel than something like you know Sword and Shield, like getting being champion and then afterwards getting your legendary doggo. Um, because since they're making it open world and they're saying that you don't have to do all of the gyms in like the same order, um, it seems or I would hope that that means you have more flexibility to kind of like choose your own adventure and um, not have to do the story that they want you to do in whatever order. I also think it might lead to like, if you want to focus on collecting, then you can do that and feel satisfied that you like my most optimistic viewpoint would be like, you can focus on collecting and not have to worry about battling at all. And you can still be very satisfied with what you get out of the story. Or if it's the other way, it's like you can focus on battling and not worry about collecting and still be very happy with what you get out of the story. Yeah, yeah maybe it'll be like Pogo where they like let you choose which research path you want to go down, <laughs> except for you get to do all of them. You don't have to restrict yourself to one. Mm-hmm. And that could be another like third s- story is like completing your Pokedex, right? Mm-hmm. So you have become champion. We know that for sure. Probably defeat bad guys um, or bad organization. Uh, complete Pokedex, and then the last one would be that treasure hunt. But the treasure hunt could be defeat bad guys slash that part of the story as well. Like That's my suspicion. Yeah. Like, completing the Pokedex is probably the third story. They did show new people. They showed uh, Clavel. He acts as the director of the academy, will teach the player many things about their school. Jacques, which is not... That's a French name. We're in a Spanish region, right? Well, how is it spelled? France is close to Spain. Uh, (laughs) That is also true. J-A-C-Q. Yeah, that's like halfway between both of them. Yeah, that's that's strange. I I dig his purple haircut. Mr. Jacques is very knowledgeable about Pokemon biology and is the developer of the Pokedex app for the Rotom phone. He is also the player's homeroom teacher. Arvern is the upperclassman of the academy. He's good at cooking and researching healthy recipes that can help Pokemon feel better. Penny what, though? It has a shy personality, and for some reason, she doesn't come to the academy very often. She's my favorite. And then we, then we already talked about Grusha, which I watched a lot of people's reactions to Grusha, and everyone was like, she is great. I said the same thing. I was like, I love her. And then we all find out later that she is a he. <laughs> so my bad for misgendering. But uh, at least I felt a little less bad that everyone did literally the same thing as me. <laughs> uh, but Gresha is great. Gresha seems awesome. And it is cool that I, I don't know if it's on purpose, but you would like to think it's on purpose that, you know, they made a more feminine 
character. They've done this, done something like this before in X and Y. Wow, I'm talking about X and Y a lot. Uh, so <laughs> they they actually did a trans character in X and Y. I don't know if you guys know this, but um, they slightly changed it in well they didn't slightly they they straight up changed it in the english version of the games but um you do you know how like pokemon games have like set characters like beauty there's always like a beauty there's always like a karate mm-hmm. master there's always like a pokemaniac and the pokemaniac in this game is really cool he has like a stuffed pokey plush vest long story short in the battle mason the like cafe area the not the battle cafe mason yeah battle mason um, there's a character that when you battle her, she, she says like, I used to be a black belt a couple of years ago. Isn't the power of science amazing? And then in the Japanese one, it like actually talks about like the transition a little bit more clear. I don't know why. I do know why actually America censored it because like they have the weirdest, it's fine. But anyways, uh, it- <laughs> it's not fine, but it's also, we can't do anything about the past now. Right, like, it's like a 10-year-old game, so like, exactly. what, what can we do at this point? Besides, like, acknowledge that at least they tried. <laughs> so, we don't, we don't know the full story of Grusha, but uh, Grusha is a he, and they do look very feminine, and that's okay. I'm into that. Well, I, mean, I think that's it, very cool. It kind of falls in the same line as, uh, I, I, I hated that character so much I refused to learn its name, Bleeble. Bleeb from Excuse me, Sword and Shield. <laughs> from from Sword, Sword and Shield, the little the little blonde kid who becomes yeah. the I forget his name too. Because he's just so annoying. The annoying the, the, fairy kid. Like, you like beat him and he gets really mad and then he gets like scooped up by Opal. And he got oh, the bead. There That's we go. That's why I said Bleeble. But it's I like, like Bleeble. Let's call him when, Bleeble. When, when Bead first <laughs> I appeared. Like, I was thinking like a Weeble character. Like, <laughs> So when Bead first appeared, I was like, that's a girl. Oh, you know, you're right. There were people that thought that. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, no, it's just a dude who likes to wear pink. That's cool. No, he liked to wear. Okay. No, he did. You're right. It is pink. No, he liked pink, which was. Opal liked uh, pink on other people, but Opal's favorite color was purple. Something. It was a trick question at the quiz. Correct. So we have like these characters that are like feminine he's. Are there any like masculine she's? Uh, wasn't I? I could be. I I could be completely wrong. But wasn't the character in Legends like that? She was like in charge of the dojo in the back. Mm. I can't remember her name though. Like the head of the guards. I think she had red hair. I think she was supposed to be based on Flint, but I can't remember her name. They really flushed out the characters in uh, <laughs> in Legends. Oh, you know, I did want to bring up Legends because uh, Pengu said they they were not interested based mm-hmm. on everything they saw up to the trailers, and then mm-hmm. the game came out. Mm-hmm. And then, did you skip it or did you get it? Okay, so I watched everyone play it, and it looked like everyone was having a lot of fun playing it, and I believed that it was a good game, but I was also like, this still doesn't look like the kind of game that I would want to play, so I held off, but then my big brother got the game, so I stole his cartridge and started a save file, Mm. and I made it like two hours in, um, but it it didn't really stick. Was it the, the catching mechanic that turned you off? That, and I'm just like, I'm bad at video games, so I'm like, I don't... I don't know where to go. I keep. Get, I'm also like very bad at 
at navigating like in the real world and also in game so as soon as you take away the train tracks i know it's like unpopular opinion everyone wants open world like everything but as soon as you take away the train tracks i'm like i don't know what to do i don't know where to go i'm just gonna get lost and i end up spending like hours circling the same place which ends up not being fun um like when i played breath of the wild i also got like two hours in and i never made it off the cliff with like your paraglider because i couldn't figure out like how to navigate to the thing and i ended up just cooking for like an hour and then giving up on the game so. <laughs> that sounds like me with both Zelda games. Yep. <laughs> so are you worried about then Scarlet and Violet following more of a sim more similarities in Legends versus maybe Sword and Shield? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's great that like Pokemon is branching out with and like moving away from the train tracks because I think that's what, you know, your average person is has been screaming for for however long. Um and I'm I'm going to get the games. I'm going to try it. Um so I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> Yeah, I know, like, I, I think with open world games, I ha I had this problem with Final Fantasy XV where it was like, I want to do this, I want to do that. And then, like, the, the this and that weren't that interesting. And then I could tell my enjoyment started to fade, which I would imagine that other people have similar experiences. But at least Final Fantasy XV, and I would say Legends, did have it where it was like, you can kind of ignore all that. And like, here's your next story mission. Here's your next story mission. Here's your next story mission. Um, and kind of and kind of go to that. I guess the difference, though, with like legends is you could not have the resources or the the correct Pokemon to move forward. So you would have to like fiddle around the area. It's like a tough balance. And it's funny because like when I when I was like playing Elden Ring, I was like, sometimes I just like when games are linear. And, and I know that's an unpopular opinion, but like when I'm in a cave in Elden Ring and it's like you could go left or you could go right and my thought process is well one's a dead end and the other one is the right way but if I go the right way first then I don't know what's at the dead end and then I'm backtracking because it's like oh this is the right way I need to go now the other way to figure out what's in the dead end oh the dead end has I'm nothing. exactly the same way yeah oh, so oh. I like yeah when I'm like going along train tracks and I'm like I think this is the wrong way but I need to go the wrong way first to make sure that I yeah. see everything in the wrong way before I go the right way but I kind of just don't want that I just just <laughs> just <laughs> I get that like, it's like a sense of exploring but like not really it's more like a sense of anxiety of like I I, <laughs> I, I picked the right way and now I have yeah. to backtrack and go the wrong way because what if I miss something and then mm -hmm. you get over there yep. and you're like ah it's just a potion ah <laughs> <laughs> But you got to cover all the territory. Uh, yeah, I, some sometimes I sometimes linear is good. Just get, push me in the right direction. Just yeah, don't give me like eight Agreed. options. I'm just I want to go straight. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, when I'm playing video games, it's because I'm tired of making decisions in the real world. I just want to sit back and let somebody else make decisions for me. Probably bring up a lot of comparisons to Sword and Shield because uh, you know there was the there was the. How and Hop both have three letters. They both start with H. They, you know, copy and paste animations. It's fine. I'm not here to debate copy pasting animations. Disney does it all the time. But that was a very common uh, talking point of like, how is Hop different than how? And they did end up being very different characters. Although I look at Penny and they say she's a bit shy. And for some reason, she doesn't come around the Academy. And that does. I can't help but think of Marnie, who... I wouldn't maybe say Marnie was shy, but she did. No, keep, Marnie was a champion. She did keep to herself and she didn't. I always thought that was more that like, not that she was shy, but that she was like, I don't need you guys. I am very self-sufficient and good at things. And mm -hmm. um, like that kind of vibe rather than being shy. Yeah. 
I mean, her also her gimmick was like she didn't smile, and then like at the very end, it's like, oh, you got to smile at him. <laughs> Great, great storytelling, right? It's like, ah, no, not really. <laughs> like, it was cute. <laughs> she has that like Evie plush wrapped around her. That's cute. What Evie plush? It's like an Evie backpack. She has a backpack, and she just puts the <laughs> but it, arms. But it's like down. an Evie backpack. It's like a. It's like the like Gengar backpack you can get from Pokemon Center. It's like a plush, but also Gengar opens up and he's stuffed so stuff inside we're him. we're just talking about a future product tie-in is what we're talking about Correct. here. Correct. There's no way that this doesn't become a $80 backpack in only the Japanese Pokemon Center. <laughs> they did, they did that stuff. You can't wear a backpack like that, though. That thing would just slide right off. I think most of Marnie's stuff actually became real and was Japan exclusive. Like, they had, like, her... They had, like, her cell phone case, her backpack, her towel, uh, cheer towels. I don't know what they're called, but they're, like, towels. I don't think a lot of that stuff came to the United States, but they they made a big deal about that stuff. Does this mean we're getting a new evolution because Penny's got the EV backpack? <sighs> yeah, yes. Did you know there's a dedicated EV Twitter that's existed for, like, seven years? That has to mean we're getting a new EV. <laughs> that's the long con. Arvin? Is an upperclassman at the academy. He's good at cooking and researching what? healthy recipes that can help Pokemon feel better. Did you not get like jock feels from, not to be confused with jock. Did you not like J-O-C-K? Uh, <laughs> did you not get like high school varsity jacket feels from this dude? Yeah. He looks like a popular kid. <sighs> yes. I agree. He... Reminds me of the guy in Legends Arceus who was always like showing up and he's like part of the Traders Guild or whatever. And he was like, Oh, I've got this other mission. I'm going to lead you over here. What was that dude's name? The blonde guy, the Cynthia looking guy. Volo. Volo. That's the vibe I got off this dude, Arvin. There's a little bit more. Uh, there's an extra sentence not on the press release. I don't know why, but that's on. Pokemon.com. He will be asking you to help him out since he isn't very good at Pokemon battles. So he's the NPC who's going to send you out on missions to fight Pokemon because this is a very Monster Hunter vibe. That's like 90% of the missions in Monster Hunter are, I came across this monster. I don't want to battle it myself. You go do it. I'm going to reread Penny's real quick. Penny is in the same grade as you. She's a bit of a shy personality. And for some reason, she doesn't come to the Academy very often. She's especially fond of her fluffy Eevee bag and always has it on her back. She's hiding something. She looks sad. She does. Also, did you notice her leggings are like all patched? Is that patches or is that like the pattern on it? Like, is that not plus and minus patterns? It's a plus I mean, and it's a minus. plus minus patterns. But like the minus is know. the minus of the blue and the plus is the red and the... It looks tore and her hair up is to blue me. Where can I find like... a transparent skirt? What is that? Where, 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 where does this clothing exist? <laughs> is it made out of plastic? Uh, that would be the only stock. way, right? Ragstock. Go to ragstock. No, it's lace. It's, it's Oh, it's like a lace? That's really hard to like. Like a sheer fabric. Yeah. yeah like a tool. She has almost. leggings, shorts, skirt, a hoodie, combat boots, a huge backpack. Her, it's a good her, look. All over the place. <laughs> she is 100% my aesthetic. Absolutely. I wonder if she'll have some sort of like, um, not like... 
not bipolar, but like multiple, I don't know, multiple personality type thing. Because she has like the red and the blue hair and like the plus and the minus. Maybe there's mm. something like oh. split personality about her that we'll find out about. When it says she doesn't come around to the Academy very often, I think, and then she's sad. This is maybe the American in me. I just think like, oh, her parents are the problem. Like whether they're like getting divorced or they're they're not great parents. Like popular theme in Pokemon games, sure. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's like a popular theme in real life. Like, oh, this kid is very depressed, must have problems at home kind of thing. That was like kind of the, the trope IRL in school when you're like, uh, they're not doing too hot. I mean, it's just guaranteed. She's hiding something. We don't know what, but at some point we're going to discover what it is. What if the treasure's just been in her backpack the entire time? <laughs> No, it's a new evolution that she, like, her EV at home evolved into it, and she can't let anybody know, because she's the only one who's ever come across the ghost-type EV. I don't think so. I, I think I think what is going to happen is she is going to have an EV, and it's just, every time you battle it, it's going to have a different terrestrial, gosh, I hate this word. Terrestrialization. <laughs> yes, correct. I think that is her gimmick. You will battle the EV, and she will have a different terrestrial. You'll have a different ter- <laughs> Every time you battle her, I think I think that's the what, probably. What you think it'll be for. just her Eevee who does it, or do you think like you'll be able to get Pokemon who can? I mean, I no, think you'll I... be able to get the 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 things as well. I think that though, like because I'm assuming Eevee will be her main Pokemon, and then she'll change it a bunch of times in order to try to beat you. Wait, you can change a Pokemon's terrestrial form so that's my question like do you think that her eevee will be unique in that it can like change it, it can be like a water yeah, eevee or a leaf eevee or a fire eevee um or do you think that like you will also be able to get an eevee that can change into a bunch of things or you can only get eevees that can like only be grass or only water yeah because yeah, that, that, like what i picked up on when they were discussing it was like when you catch a pokemon it will have like its regular pokemon stuff and then a specific terrestrial alternative <laughs> right because yes. they, they're, they're just like we need to give steve more of what steve wants so now it's going to be like the rarest absolute pokemon that you can get is the cloister with the ground terrestrial form with this what are those names that they spell Brilliant. Stick on them, brilliant. <laughs> they and and mark. also no, like when it's got the when it's got the name, the mark, like with the title. Mark, it's got its own mark, and it's got like shiny. You got to get all of them, and it's like one in two billion chance that you're gonna get that one. Yeah, I mean, like there is the 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 high likelihood that the once you catch a Pokemon with a specific. Terra type. Um, so if if Eevee is normal and it's the Terra type is normal, then it gets the ring pop on its head. Um, it's like that weird crown thing that they showed. And the then why would yep. why would a normal Eevee have a normal Terra type? That yeah, because that makes... because like that's what they showed with the starters, like the fire, like yeah. Uh, so I think only some Pokemon will switch their types when they. Uh, which, are we? Okay, 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 are we okay. in paragraph two of the the press release now? The terrestrial phenomenon. Yes. Yes. Well. Well. Uh, 
Okay, let me finish this thought because then we're going to take a break and then we'll talk more about Tara. There is there is the high likelihood that her that if she has an EV, her EV will just stay like normal Terra type and then have the ring pop crown and then that's fine because you're right there there the the mechanic might be designed where you cannot change it which was like Sword and Shield where like I in order to get a G Max Kingler I need to find that raid I do that raid I catch that and now I have it and then dlc was like well now anything can be g max just give it the soup and it's like oh okay like it could be something like that where they artificially make it rare for the first six eight ten months of the game and now there's a way to change it but she could have a way to change it just like leon had hidden ability score bunny before everyone else and he just used it Maybe but, that's what's in her backpack. It's it's the terrestrial soup. Right, yeah. The tra- <laughs> she's, she's just stocked. <laughs> Armin okay, is that, making the, the soup, giving it to her. She's giving it go. to Evie. It all fits. <laughs> the fluffy clouds do look like Dynamax Gigantamax, like of the straps of the backpack. If you use your imagination a little bit. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Let's take a break. We'll talk about the new gimmick when we come back. And then there's also three new Pokemon. So we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by Every Plate. As summer winds down and your schedule gets busy, set yourself up for success with the ultimate time and money saving hack, Every Plate. At first, I thought meal kits had to be expensive, but turns out every plate is 25% cheaper than grocery shopping. 25! With food prices at the grocery store going up, up, I can count on every plate to be a great value week after week. After week! Steve, what's your latest every plate experience? Irina's making every plate right now as we record. She said we have a noodle dish. I'm actually not sure what it is, but excited nonetheless. Well, clearly not spaghetti because we don't call spaghetti noodles. Yeah, she said <laughs> she did. I think she would have said it was a spaghetti dish if it was. <laughs> she said it was a noodle dish. Every plate still really great. I I am still very happy with it. Uh, I I am not lying when I say week after week. Well, we don't run every plate ads every week. I'm not I'm not lying when I say like I I get it. Like it it shows up in the box we put in the fridge comes with like the we get uh four recipes and we usually do it every other week mostly just because we have every plate when we're both home <laughs> and that's not often so that's why we do every other week but when we do have it it's great it's convenient it is way cheaper than ordering a, like everything is expensive now you go to like cub foods and it's like eight dollars for a box of cereal mm-hmm I can't get out of cub. I'm one person. I can't get out of cub for a week's worth of groceries for under $100. For one person. And the price, the taste, the convenience, pausing uh, your subscription, taking a week off, adding more food. You can change out the carrots to broccoli. It's great. Still super happy with every plate. You can get your first box of every plate for one Forty-nine per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering super effective 149. Get started with every plate just for $1.49 per meal by going to everyplate.com and entering code super effective 149. That'll get you up to a 
$110. That'll get you up to $110 worth of value that you're saving. Get that every flight. This podcast is brought to you by Inked Gaming. When it comes to shopping for top quality gaming gear, we choose Who, a company that shares our passion for Pokemon and everything that goes with it. A company built by gamers for gamers. A company called Inked Gaming. Inked has been the main supplier of essential gaming goods since 2011. Over the years, their collection has evolved and so has their ability to be one of the best at what they do, which is giving gamers what they want for the best price. We got sleeves, mats, deck cases. You can catch them all. That's supposed to be a Pokemon pun. At Mm. Inked Gaming. With Inked Gaming sponsorship this week, our listeners have exclusive access to certain perks that will come in handy. Specifically, a 10% off discount that can be used towards your first purchase. So if you spot something you like or really need while looking through their collection, just go to inkedgaming.com slash P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T and use the code P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T and the discount will apply at checkout. It's nice to have a friend in the business. Ink Gaming is a small company right out of Corvallis, Oregon. Yeah. All of the Ink gear is made right here in the USA. So like Will said, if you are looking for some more stuff for your gaming collection, inkedgaming.com slash P-K-M-N-C-S-T and use the code P-K-M-N-C-S-T to save 10% off. And we are back from our break. Okay. The gimmick. Terrastal Pokemon phenomenon. Terrastal. Terrastal. There we go. I got there. This phenomenon is found only in the Paldea region, and it makes Pokemon shine and glimmer like gems. When a Pokemon terrestrializes, a Terra Jewel will appear above the Pokemon's head like a crown, and the body's the body will glisten like a cut gemstone. All Pokemon in the Paldea region can terrestrialize to gain special powers, and the terrestrialization allows players to enhance their battle strategies by increasing the power of any move that has the same type as the Pokemon's Terra type. There are 18 types, no new type confirmed, meaning there are countless combinations of Pokemon and Terra types. Players can terrestrialize a Pokemon once per battle and the transformation will last until the battle ends. Players will need a Terra Orb to terrestrialize a Pokemon, which will need to be recharged after each use. Players can only charge their Terra Orb by touching crystals overflowing with terrestrial energy by, or by going to a Pokemon Center. Okay, we'll stop there. So, there are... Okay, so we can talk about gimmicks here. Just a quick overview. Black and White's battle gimmick was gems. There was a gem for every single type of Pokemon. When you used the gem, it would be used up in battle. Nowadays, in a game like Sword and Shield, there's only like two types of gems. I think it's normal gem, and I think it's flying gem. And then all the other gems are gone. Actually, I don't think it's flying gem. Normal for sure. I think normal gem is the only gem that got preserved. Yes. I don't don't think there is another one. So that was very popular and competitive. You would see Pokemon like um, Tornadus run the move Acrobatics. 
It would it would use acrobatics. It would get the power of the normal type gem, and then acrobatics gets stronger when you're not holding a held item, and all of a sudden it's not holding the held item because it used the flying gem, and now it's anyways. Uh, it, it was very gems are very very popular. Another thing in black and white is like a dragon type Pokemon could hold a dragon gem, and because fairy type didn't exist in black and white. Not a lot of things could survive a dragon type move with a dragon gem. In X and Y, your gimmick was Mega Evolution, uh, which I would argue, for all comparison, probably the most limiting one. Because going back to black and white, any Pokemon could hold a gem, and it didn't have to match its type. You could have a, a Hydreigon hold a dark gem. Well, well hold on. Hydreigon is dark. You could have a Hydreigon hold a fire gem. Because I believe it gets Flamethrower, and that Flamethrower would be stronger. There were only, across two games, 64, I believe, Mega Pokemon. So even though those games were the last games that required all the Pokemon to get the Shiny Charm 700 and something, very limiting in that sense of, I hope you really like Kangaskhan, because that's one of your 64 Pokemon that could Mega. Then we moved on to... Sun and Moon, which had Z crystals, um, which there were specific Z crystals, like there was a Pikachu Z crystal, but for the most part, you could put any Z crystal on any Pokemon. Mimikyu could hold a fairy type Z crystal, it could hold a normal type Z crystal, it could hold a fairy type Z crystal, right? Uh, And those were just fancier versions of gems, uh, but that was, was, uh, you know, pretty much the, the gimmick there. Well, you know, you had to learn the dance, too. Yeah, it's true. You did. There was a dance. Yeah, that, there was a dance. But, but really, like, very comparable to gems in a lot of ways. Uh, I guess it wouldn't get used up. So acrobatics, like, you're still holding the gem. Anyways, and then, you know, Sword and Shield had Dynamax slash Gigantamax, which, again, all Pokemon could use. And I know there's this, there's this constant roar of people that are like, just bring back Megas, make more Megas, which, hey, I liked Megas. I think the Megas that exist are cool, but I don't think that would ever work because they would have to then literally double their Pokedex at that point, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, 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 if Sword and Shield, which started with 400 Pokemon, had Megas for every Pokemon... Now, all of a sudden, you have 800 Pokemon. And that's with a cut Pokedex, right? Like, they cut the Pokedex to, like, f- make animations and to, like, change a- to change stuff around and, like, to whatever reason you whether b- believe or not believe for them to cut the Pokedex, having a Mega of every Pokemon doubles that Pokedex. And even if you're like, well, just Mega another 50, it's like, okay, well, I don't care that... I don't care about Tangela. I don't care about Magnazone. I don't care How about... How dare you? For, like, How double dare you? <sighs> Has to be about you and the ones you care about? <laughs> I didn't care Correct. about Audino. I'm not going to short somebody their Mega Audino. That's true. Yeah, I'm sure all of the Audino fans are very happy with their Mega Audino. I think they, I, I think they did learn something of, like, it's important for all the Pokemon to have something and that like they do they did specialize some pokemon right like kingler machamp um blastoise venusaur like they did get special forms but at least all the pokemon could use that gimmick right like you could go through x and y and just never have a pokemon with the ability to me- I like they give you a lucario right and they're like there's a lucario he can mega but like 
If you don't like Lucario, you wouldn't put it on your team. And then you can go through that whole game without ever having that button lit up. Whereas at least in, in Alola, like at any point you could put a Z crystal on anything. You you could you could mega bip blop bloop with your Mimikyu f- f- super happy friend time. I don't remember what his move was called. Super happy friend time. You you could do that to every single young goose you walked across. I don't know why you would, but you could. And with the the Gigantamax Dynamax thing, you you're limited to like gym leader battles, but you could you could Dynamax your Gossiflurry, you could Dynamax your Aerokudo, you could Dynamax your Cramorant, you could Dynamax your Squirtle, like you could do that to every Pokemon. Do I think like Megas are forever gone? no like if they do an x and y remake which of course they will because they will remake every game until people are like look they remade (laughs) red and blue what four times three times now (laughs) they will remake every game because it will continue making their money yes if they do an x and y remake do i believe megas will come back yeah of course do i believe they'll add a couple new ones to like sell more copies of a yes of course i do but like i think as an overall gimmick they learned that they need to apply this to every pokemon um, to like mm-hmm. cast a wider net of, oh, my favorite can do this versus like, I don't care about Charizard. I don't care about Lucario. I don't care about Pikachu. What do you got for uh, Chimeco? Nothing? Not interested. Yeah. I mean, I, the way I see it with Megas, and we don't have to go down this road, but it's like black and white was the real introduction of like real competitive VGC. Like, 100% we're going to make this a real thing. And then with X and Y and Megas, they were like, let's shape the v- VGC. Let's shape the meta and try to control it through these Megas. And then they were like, that is a huge mistake. <laughs> it's like, this is more than we can handle. So let's find another way. Well, let's step back from this and find another way to do it. You know, they they did a great job, in my opinion, with the battle scene in Sword and Shield. They did it where, you know, season one, or series one sorry series one was different than series two different than series three different than series four they did it where they allowed legends they didn't allow legends they did it where they allowed dynamax they didn't allow dynamax they allowed it where these dynamax pokemon these gigantamax pokemon were legal these were not they did they did a, a series where they banned the top 10 most popular pokemon like it was really great and because every Pokemon could use the gimmick, it didn't feel restricting. Imagine mm. if they did a top 10 ban in X and Y. Like the number one most used Pokemon competitively was Mega Kangaskhan. There were only 64 Mega Pokemon allowed. And realistically, only like eight of them were actually competitive. Kangaskhan True. being like the, the number one for a very, very long time. Obviously, once they opened it to legendaries, you know, Rayquaza and, and Primal Groudon, and Primal Kyogre dominated, of course. I think they figured it out, right? I think, I think they, they saw that, like, we added this new gimmick. We added the mega gimmick to X and Y, and literally most of these megas are useless <laughs> competitively. Like, you could still use them for the story. But that was the point I always, like, made with people is, like, cool. Like, no one is using Mega Bayonet in in competitive what are you doing with it in the story besides like mega mega it against a gym leader or something for 
Well, that's the other half of it is I think when they realized that they couldn't control megas, they were like, the only megas we're going to make are the ones that nobody can, <laughs> nobody's going to use. We'll just make these garbage megas. Yeah. So, uh, so going back to the new gimmick, I like the crystallization that happens with the Pokemon, but man, the little hats are kind of dumb. <laughs> I think Agreed. I think I they think got that... the point across without the hat. Like I think no, them turning crystal no, 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 looks no, no, great. No, 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 the the hat is critical <laughs> because because any Pokemon could have a different type for its terrestrial type. So you have to have a That's visual true. for your opponent to be able to see what type it now is. Yeah, that's true. So when like Fuecoco Paras, there's that weird like candle on his head. <laughs> a little candle. I mean, you could just change yeah. the color of like the glitter because that you turn the Pokemon into a gem. So just like make the Pokemon color different. I agree that yeah, the hat looks but a there's silly. 18 colors and accessibility yeah. with people who are colorblind. Nah, we yeah, gotta have I, shapes. I would. Yeah. See if this is the game with colorblind mode. I doubt it, but hopefully one day we'll get there. Is is the ground type tarot going to be like a shovel above their head? Like I'm trying to think of like what the hat would be. Maybe it'll just be a piece of coal. Be a mountain, maybe kind of. Be like rock. Rock will be a boulder. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've got answers. I've got answers. <laughs> Yeah, I think the hats are just a little silly. I get that you need to, like, signify, I don't know, maybe just put a symbol next to their name when they do it. Like, the mega symbol was next to the Pokemon's name when it megaed. Like, it would be... I mean, true. I just yeah, I, The hats like are a-, a little much. Like, what is Quaxley supposed to be? Is that, like, an upside-down anchor? Or is, it, or is it supposed to be, like, a water fountain? A water fountain. <laughs> the only one that looks good to me is, like, the flowers. The flowers look good. I think the flowers are cute. The real question is fighting type. Now that you've put that thought into my mind. It's just like it's a giant like, punching. All I can think is knives. <laughs> Maybe a boxing glove? I don't know. Yeah, what would it be? Mm, yeah, that is. They, they do. Yeah. What would dark be? Just like a swirling shadow that floats above your head and mm. is shiny. It's, they should just make it like a little spirit tomb. And then when you terrestrialize <laughs> spirit tomb, it's just two spirit tombs. There you go. I, you know, I, when, when, you know, I, I just, I just poo-pooed on Mega for a, a good five minutes, which I stand by that. But when they originally announced Mega, I was hyped for it. I was like, oh, Mega seems sick. They seem tight. And then I, Well, like, when you first thought that every Pokemon was going to get a Mega form. That's true. Sure. <laughs> sure. That's true. We did think that when there, there was, was still hope in the world. Um, and then when they showed Z crystals, I was like, man, that looks cool. But what, okay, here's the thing. So they showed Megas. I was super hyped for it. They introduced Megas. And then my experience through the story, and I was like, I I personally found X and Y to be relatively easy. Not because of the the experience share or, or anything like that. It's just, to me, most Pokemon games are, are relatively easy because I feel like I have a pretty good sense of playing video games. And the example I will use is I've been playing It Takes Two with Irene, which I think is a really good game. And it requires, I don't know if you guys know this game, but it requires 
both of you to work together to like beat the game, right? And the cool gimmick of the game is like only one person has to buy it. So if I bought it and I wanted to play with Pengu, they wouldn't have to buy it. I could just invite them to join my game and then they could play through the entire game with me, which is really, really cool. But usually each person has like a gimmick. So like uh, in one level, uh, she had a hammer and I had nails. And so I would have to use my nails. She would have to use the hammer. Like I can't like reach over and grab her controller and control. But well, I'm sure I'm sure there's a relationship where somebody tried to do that, but it would be very hard for one person to control two controllers. Anyways, playing through that game, and Irene's played through every single Pokemon game, right? And she's played other games. She's she's completed King's Fall in Destiny, one of the hardest raids. She's completed it many times. She's completed other things in Destinies. She plays it like she's played. She's she's she plays video games. She's not very good at video games, but she plays it. But the thing that I realized playing it takes two directly with her and not being able to grab her controller is like. I feel like she's lacking the sense. This sounds like I'm like bearing my wife. It, it, it like I feel like if you play enough video games, you just kind of understand what the game is asking for you. Right. Like I will. I will. instinct. Wa- I will walk into a level and look and just look around and be like, okay, we have to do this, this, and this, and that will open the door. It takes her really long to figure out what the game is trying to ask of her. And I think that there's there's a fine balance in Pokemon games where Pokemon wants you to make it through the end of the, I think all all games of this. They want you to make it through the end of the game and enjoy it and have fun and not get terribly stuck, but they want to add a little bit of challenge to it. And so I feel like the little bit of challenge they add to Pokemon games is like this sense of surprise of like, you don't know what this Pokemon's going to do. You don't know what type this is. You, and I think a really good example of that is Ultra Necrozma in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. The surprise is you don't know what type it is. You don't know what moves it is. You don't know how fast it is. And if you're unprepared or you didn't look anything up, Ultra Necro- Necrozma has a really good advantage over you versus somebody that's like oh i looked up its type it's psychic dragon i know that i can use a fairy type move i know i could use a dark type move um i know that like it will outspeed me so i'm going to like put a focus sash or use mimikyu and talk like there are obviously there are solutions to it but anyways going back to x and y i never felt the need to mega because i never felt the battles were tough enough mm. and then i was like well why would i mega like I'm just going to one shot if I mega, whereas if I like don't one shot, then I might be in a situation where I have to like think a little bit more, right? Like I can make my own challenge. Like I don't 10 seconds of animation saved saved 60 (laughs) times. Really? I didn't want to mega because I was just saving time. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I was going with that. I got so sidetracked off of uh, the video game stuff. Anyways, I'm assuming the gym leaders having possibly a move or a Terra form that would surprise you would be the challenge here right like oh i didn't know that you were going to terrestrialize into a ground type and now your ground type moves are super strong and i brought mm-hmm. but yeah anyways like, like i look at the gimmick and i'm like eh, it seems fine like i'm not as excited for it as i was initially for megas or initially for dynamax like i still do think dynamax is 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 one of the the stronger gimmicks throughout the games well for me it's like a Maybe not Dynamax, but like, I mean, clearly there's some Dynamax something going on, but like a combination of the gems and Mega 
I think it's the best way to put it, right? Yeah. Because, I mean, in my hypothesis here, you can find whatever your target Pokemon is with a specific Terrastal type. So, like, let's say you want an Eevee with Terrastal type water because that's going to... It has some powerful water type move that's going to get a boost, except that it's not used up after one use. It's for the rest of the battle, which like is the, with the mega version of it. So it's like a nice kind of like combination of those two things. And then we'll find out, much like we did with the gems, that it's too powerful and <laughs> it will have to be discontinued. I was just going to say, how do you feel about um, in the press release where they said that you have to recharge your Terra Orb after every time you use it? I think they just learned that like going through X and Y and going through Sun and Moon, that people were just hitting that Z move every single turn. Or people were mega megaing Lucario and then using Aura Sphere every single turn. Because like, what would stop you from doing that? If that was fun to you, then by all means, Z move the heck out of every single young goose you come across. You probably don't need to, but you you could. (laughs) Yeah, so I'd say that's the two thoughts on that. Number one, that's not for competitive EGC, right? Right. It it won't apply. Um, So what it is, it's uh, an acknowledgement that as this is an open world game, it's like be strategic in how you use your terrestrialization, because if you're out in the field and you use it too much, you know, at the wrong times, you're out in the field. You're going to have to get back to a Pokemon Center if you want to use it again. Yeah, I also think there could be a, a, a point where it's like something might be too hard. Does that person... I think it's really clever, right? Because like, if you get to an enemy or something that's too hard, I'm going to use Irene for an example again, because she played through all of Legends, and I watched her play through Legends. She lost to um, Melly right outside of Electrode. She was like, I can't beat Melly. Like, she lost to him twice. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, you could level up. And she's like, I don't know how. <laughs> and I was like, you literally just have to like catch Pokemon. And she's like, I don't want to do that. That sounds boring. Like, I I caught the Pokemon I wanted to catch. And I was like, I agree with you. You're right. Why would you catch, like, 800 Voltorbs that are right over there? (laughs) But I think, like, in in that situation, if a person was stuck, like the example I just gave, and they were like, oh, I just have to, like, touch a bunch of these crystal points, and now I get my, like, my super move. And I bet that will help me defeat it. And then it gives them like a sense of almost direction. Like, I know what I need to do to recharge. And now I can strategize this way. I'm not saying that that's the best option. Um, but it does give you something to like go back to and maybe like, okay, I can do this. And then while I'm doing this, oh, I, I did discover a Pokemon or some or something. It, it, in an open world game, you have to like give reasons to force discovery. In like something like the Isle of Armor, I would go and pick up everything every day. I would pick up all the feathers. I would pick up all the rare candies. I would pick up the like the mints, and I would have so much of that stuff. And people, it would be funny because people would come into my Twitch streams and they would be like, "Wow, you have so much of this item!" And it's like, "Yeah," because I I do this every day. And they're like, "I didn't even I didn't even know that stuff existed." 
Because they don't have a, like a sense to like once you go around the island once, like the game doesn't say like, hey, this stuff respawns every day or hey, like these good mm-hmm. items refresh every day at like midnight. The game never really gives you a reason to explore. I guess they give you a reason to explore of like, oh, that light, that that red beam back on that island is lit up. But like most people are just like, ah, just wishing peace. I don't want to actually travel. So yeah, I, th- I think it, I think it's I think it's just like a another reason to explore. I do want to talk about the the like types, right? Because the the press release and the website make it seem like um, their wording makes it seem that all Pokemon can be all types. Which Correct. so it says all Pokemon in Paldea can terrestrialize to gain a special power. First, each Pokemon has a Terra type. A Pokemon's Terra type is inactive until the Pokemon terrestrializes at, uh, at that time it will change to the Terra type. For example, some Eevee will have a normal Terra type, but some other Eevee will have flying Terra type. There are 18 types, meaning there are countless combinations of Pokemon and Terra types. Now there's actually countable, like 18 times <laughs> however many Pokemon there are. There you go. This And so this brings it back to a move called Hidden Power, which I'm not sure if you two are familiar with. Hidden Power is a mm-hmm really bad move and what what happened is that there were specific ivs ivs being individual values that a pokemon is born with hatched with caught with right the particular genetics of the pokemon yes that make pokemon unique and those ivs would determine the hidden power type so for example if you were running um like a spirit tomb, and maybe you were having problems with Garchomp, spirit tomb. I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm right on this example. Just, just say for, just follow along here. Spirit, I'm sure there's one person being like, well, actually, anyways, uh, spirit tomb, you could do a, like a hidden power ice. So spirit tomb normally gets ghost type moves, dark type moves. I don't think it gets any ice type move, but you could have that ice type coverage if you had hidden power ice. There's, mm-hmm. There was no way in old Pokemon games um prior to them getting they got rid of hidden power in generation eight which again people that were very upset about the national decks also very upset about hidden power i quickly realized those people i don't want to be friends with because hidden power was a garbage type move uh and <laughs> anyways there is no uh, garbage type it, 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 it was a, it was type a bad 19 move. it was a bad move because like pokemon has gotten to the point where if if you've got a Grookey in Sword and Shield, you could that Grookey realistically is never going to be competitive ready or or perfect, correct? It's probably gonna it's probably not even gonna have like one good IV. But you could take that Grookey all through Sword and Shield, bond with that Grookey, love that Grookey, and then at the end you might be like, Oh, I wanna I wanna try Player's Cup 3. And Rillaboom is really good. But my Grookey my Rillaboom doesn't have the hidden ability, which grassy terrain. Well, there's an item for that. You give it the hidden ability capsule. Now your Grookey has grassy terrain. Great. And you're like, well, my Grookey doesn't have perfect IVs. Well, young trainer, we've introduced this thing called bottle caps. Now your Grookey can have perfect IVs. Well, my Grookey doesn't have the right nature. Everyone keeps telling me adamant nature is what I need to do. I have modest nature. One of the worst type natures for Grookey. Well, my young trainer, we have these things called mints. 
they have really made it where you can take a Pokemon that wherever you get, maybe it was traded from your friend or you hatched it randomly or you 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 came across it on Route 1 and it was like a shiny Wooloo or you started with it. Or maybe it was like a Charizard from um, Fire Red Leaf Green that you brought all the way up. They've really made it where you could take any of your Pokemon and like make them viable competitively or just you know give them perfect ivs for the sake of saying like this is my favorite charizard i don't use i don't play competitive but it's a perfect charizard because i made them that way hidden power there was no way for that there was no way to ever change the hidden power so you could do all of that work for that rillaboom that i gave bottle caps mints uh ability capsule but there would have been no way to change its hidden ability it's hidden sorry it's nature hidden, hidden power type hidden power type to be a move that you needed the coverage for they would have just introduced the hidden power charm that's true the, the, hidden, the, the, hidden, out of the, game. <laughs> the hidden power capsule so i think getting rid of hidden power was good and when they showed the terrestrializing terrestrializing people then jumped to like oh this is it like this is like hidden power again right like i can i'm gonna go catch a spirit tomb in scarlet and violet I'm going to give it the the hidden power terrestrializing ice type thing. I'm going to have that coverage again. I don't think that's how it's going to work. And I think there's enough proof on the website to to clarify that. And I think there's enough proof in the last game um and how they're bringing back raids to kind of solidify that they 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 kind of know what they're doing here. While I think that the statement on their website is true, there are 18 types, meaning countless combinations of Pokemon and Terra types. I think they're in complete control of how they're going to do this. And I don't think it's going to be, you catch 18 Voltorbs in the wild, and one of these Voltorbs is ice, and one of these are fire, and one of these is electric. They have specifically said that Terra types are rare, and that Terra types are mostly found in raids. And they can use the mm. word mostly found in raids because they've showed a Pikachu and they're like, this Pikachu is flying and you get it through distribution. That fits that sentence of mostly found in raids because the other 1% is found in like distributions or like Pokemon Home or like another game. So if they are mostly found in raids and they show on the website that there is a grass, there is a green crystal and they and that they say on the website that this is a grass Terra type meaning you are going to see that this is a grass terra type raid and the Pokemon you catch in there will be the grass terra type. So if you go into that raid and you see a Gardevoir, that Gardevoir is going to be grass terra type. But as we know from Sword and Shield raids, it's usually like 10 Pokemon and then the Gardevoir is a 1%, the Arcanine's a 5%, the, the, the Squavit is a 30%. If the raid color determines what Terra type there is, they're guaranteeing the Pokemon in that raid pool is that specific Terra type, meaning they can control which Pokemon get which Terra types. So is it possible for, for Charizard, for example, to get water, electric, flying? Yes, but only if it exists in a raid den and who's to say it is going to exist in that raid den? And I know this is a really long-winded conversation, but like when you start the game, well, I'll, I'll use Charmander, and there is no Charmander in the raid dens, then your Charmander can only be probably fire or flying, right? 
whatever whatever the default it assigns to. They could do a raid event in the future where it's like, oh, this weekend we're putting Charmanders in raids, and those Charmanders in raids will fall under the water terror type. Now you can get a fire Charmander, and then you can get a water Charmander. They They have already proven that they have been rotating raids every month. Game's been out for three years. They've rotated them every month. They've given us special raid weekends. They've given us shiny raid weekends. They they also controlled Gigantamax pretty well. Like when you started Sword and Shield, they promoted what did what did they promote? It wasn't it was it was like Dreadnought and something else. And so you went into raids, you would catch like Dreadnought, but like Kingler or Machamp or Gengar, those were like really rare Gigantamax raids. Hmm. And then all of a sudden the month would rotate over and they're like, ah, we're promoting Machamp and Gengar. They're appearing more frequently in in raids. They've controlled that situation before. And honestly, if it wasn't for like the clock date switch thing, people probably would have gotten more time out of the raid stuff. Because once people figured out, oh, I can just move my clock forward and like find the G-Max Kingler, um, it kind of like sucked all that like sense of discovery out of it. But not only can they control which Pokemon appear in which raid dens, meaning they can they can say like, yeah, Pikachu can be any type, but Pikachu only exists in ground type raid dens. So right now you can only get electric Pikachu, you can only get flying Pikachu from the distribution, and you can only get ground type Pikachu. Could there be a ice Pikachu in the future? Yes, but not right now because there's not a Pikachu spawning in an, uh, an ice type den. So all of that aside, I think there's enough proof and what i just explained for that to probably be the case but also they can use this for competitive they can say like the current raid den situation is how series one of competitive is going to be and now we're going to put charmander water type in raids that will be legal for series two now you've just slightly changed the meta like they've done before by introducing new pokemon in new raid type dens so I almost agree with you. Uh, the one difference that I would say it's because I just I don't think that they plan that well. That yes, you can get non-standard Terra types of Pokemon through raids. That makes sense, right? Like it's not it's not going to be your Pokemon that are walking around. It's going to be you're only going to get the special Terra types in raids. But I think what the way that they're going to do it is. They're going to say, like, all right, we're having uh, Gardevoir Raid Weekend, and that Gardevoir could be any of the 18th. And it's like, you keep raiding until you find the Terra type that you want Gardevoir to have. So, yes, they'll control which Pokemon would be available for VGC, but not the Terra type. Mm. So, like, all yeah. 18 possibilities would be available, but only for that specific Pokemon that was available as a raid. If they control both, right, we're controlling which Terra types are existing per raids and which Pokemon are spawning in the raids, they, they add more length to their own game. Like, if you struggle to find Gengar that first month of that game... You would probably come back the second month because Gengar is being promoted. Gigantamax Gengar. It behooves them to put all of. I think that's the word of the show. Uh, I think I think it behooves them to put all eighteen types for. Let's just say this game has four four hundred Pokemon. 
400 times 18 is some very large number. And if you're, you're, if you're a collector, you'd be like, that's super overwhelming. Even if you cared about one Pokemon, if you cared about specifically Shinx, and Shinx has all 18, and you have to like weed through a bunch of Pokemon you don't care about, that's still a pretty overwhelming number. Where if they, if they go like, this week is water week, all, all the raids will be water, and Shinx, Weasel, Starly are the featured Pokemon in there. It, you could be like, oh, I want to come back for that week. Oh, they're switching the raid downs. I want to come back. Oh, there's a there's um there's a huge rotation this month. I want to come back. And they can kind of like drip feed it. Because they're they don't have to they don't have to make new Pokemon. They don't have to make new Megas. They don't have to make new Gigantamax. They just gotta put a candle on its head and be like, this one's fire now. I mean, they can do both, right? They can have like a raid weekend where you just it's like Gardevoir week and all of the guard you have 18 types of Gardevoir and go nuts. Or they can do like water week and you have 18 Pokemon that can be water. Yeah. Go nuts. Yeah. That is exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, I just I just agree. I just don't think that this is like the hidden power situation. I think that this is very controlled by them uh, versus like what they're putting into the wild and what they're not. Sinistee is like a really good example, too. Like. You, if you wanted authentic Sinistee when Sword and Shield first came out, there were two places to hunt it. One was in the forest through wild encounters, and then the other was in the fog in the wild area, like one day a week for like six hours. Like those were the only two places you could hunt it. Um, you could breed it, but you couldn't get authentic. And then the Crown Tundra came out and gave you a third place to hunt it. Like they, they control exactly which Pokemon are spawning in which routes, in which dens, and so I, I, I don't think they're, I think, I think there's probably more control to Terra types than people think. I don't think you're going to start the game and be like, I got all 18 EVs within the first hour. I just, I just don't think that's happening. Because <laughs> that would assume yeah. that EV is in raids, and we don't even know if EV will be in raids. That being said, if anybody has a uh, steel Terra type phalanx, uh, I'm looking to trade. I need, <laughs> I need one. Thanks. I, I and for the battles battle stuff competitively, I think there is a lot of value to like you being water fairy and then just changing your type specifically to water. Um that that would be the Azumarill they showed. Like, oh no, I'm I'm there's a poison Pokemon across from me. I'm just gonna drop the fairy type, go pure water. Now I'm not now that poison type's not super effective against me. It's just neutral. Uh there there's definitely value there. I, and I think this feeds into like them controlling the types. If you know that Pikachu is only electric flying ground, if you're playing competitive and there's a Pikachu in front of you, now you don't go, oh gosh, there's 18. Which one is this Pikachu? You go, this Pikachu is either electric flying or ground. Like those are the three options. Well, so my question, which I don't see an answer for, is does terrestrializing change the Pokemon's type or does it just give it an enhancement? It it does say it changes its type. Where? There's like eight. All Pokemon can terrestrialize to gain special powers and terrestrialization allows players to enhance their battle strategies by increasing the power of any moves that have the same type as their Pokemon's Terra type. There are 18 types, meaning there are countless po- combinations of Pokemon and Terra types. Changing your Pokemon's mean- weakness the next sentence oh dag nabbit yeah 
and that's it only not in the press release. That's how they tricked me. Yeah, it's not in the press release. I don't know why the press release and the website have like slightly different. Okay, and then they brought back raid battles. So this will be our last part of the Terra. This was the thing out of all. Like I thought the trailer was good. I thought the whole presents was good. But man, them bringing back raid battles, I was like, no way. That was the thing I was super worried about in Sword and Shield. I was like, I think raid battles are so great. I think the the just the the thought process of four people battling one Pokemon that's supposed to be a little bit challenging. You know, turns out it didn't end up being that challenging, but it was still fun. Uh, look, Animal Crossing's not challenging. Still fun. Uh, well, you know, maybe paying off your debt to Tom, Tom Nook a little challenging. But things don't have to be super hard to be fun. And I thought raid battles were just an absolute delight. I thought Dynamax Adventure was an absolute delight. Even like failing a Dynamax Adventure and being like, ah, we didn't get that Zapdos, but we got three other Pokemon. Let's try and check those. Still super fun. And I was like, if they get rid of raids, what like four player activity are they going to give us? And they're like, you know what? No, we're just going to bring back raids again. It's slightly different because like not Dynamax, but like very into this. Um, I think... I think, like, they hit it out of the park with raids for Sword and Shield as, like, a fun thing that they shouldn't have cut. And I think that's the thing with a generation of Pokemon is, like, going back to Megas. People loved Megas, and then they cut it. And then people were like, I want Megas back. And that's kind of, like, raids are great. If you cut it, what are you replacing it with? Because at least Megas were replaced with Z-Crystals, replaced with Gynamax, replaced with another gimmick. But, like... If you just want us to race bikes around this world, that's not the same as, like, cooperating to, like, take down a hard boss. Yeah, I agree. I really like the raid system as well. Um, and if you're somebody that likes Pokemon but you don't like battling, there's, like, not a lot of multiplayer stuff you can do in Pokemon aside from, like, trading. Um, and I think that the raid battles are, like, a really, really good co-op mode. Um, yeah, so I'm glad that they brought it back. Yeah, and it, it also ties into, like, that, that Grookey story. Like, hey, I, I leveled up my Grookey. It has the hidden ability now. It has good IVs. I'm going to use him in raids. Like, I don't have to use him competitively, but now he's at least good against all of the Weasel raids that I'm about to do. When Grassy Glide, that Weasel to, to back and forth. They did say that the battle system has a time limit and allows players to continue to attack seamlessly without waiting for other trainers to choose their actions. So that is new. That is different. I don't know the extent of what that means. So if you remember in raid battles, everybody would plug in their move and then based on the speed of the Pokemon, it would determine the order that the moves would go off. Mm -hmm. No more. I I put in my move, my move goes. Is this like a Final Fantasy thing where like you hit the move and then you have that cooldown and when it gets to the end, you do it again? I mean, I don't know if there's a cooldown or what. That makes sense because it makes sense like a faster Pokemon would have a shorter cooldown. But it's like everybody doesn't have to plug in their moves. It's just like whenever you are ready to do your move, you do it. Ready and can and ready and able to do your move, you do it. So would that be more like in Pokemon Go raid battles where everyone's just like tap in and you yeah. can recharge your move when you yeah, charge it? And you it, could have and like si moves that go off simultaneously. Right. Uh, they said, to have a battle uh, together with friends, uh, a player will already need to know or set the link code. So we'll see if they figure that out. <laughs> oh, if they can please fix that. Ycom. Yes. <laughs> uh, we can only hope the Ycom will be better. 
Uh, there is some other multiplayer stuff in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Players can trade with players. Uh, players can trade and battle with trainers all over the world using a feature called the Pokey Portal. Um, in the Pokey Portal, a link trade lets players trade with a specific Pokemon. Surprise trade is returning after choosing a Pokemon to trade. The player will be able to trade with a random trainer somewhere in the world. Battling option in the Pokey Portal. Uh, players will also have to Pokemon battles with other Pokemon trainers. Additionally, with the u- new Union Circle added to the Pokey Portal, a player and three friends can adventure together in the same space. It doesn't specifically say if I'm riding my bike with Will and Greg, if I can just stop and then trade Will and then get back on the bike and still go, or if we have to go to the designated spot, um, the Pokey Portal spot to link trade or, or whatnot. It doesn't really say. We also don't know what happens when, like, Will and I see a young goose on our bikes and I run into the young goose. Does Will see that battle? Does Will participate in that battle? Does Will run into the young goose and get a different young goose? Like, it, they haven't shown or talked about that yet. Yeah, the the multiplayer is still vague. Yeah, I mean, it could be kind of like Animal Crossing, where they just turn off some functionality when people are at your island. So, like, when somebody comes, maybe, like, they, I guess, I guess they wouldn't turn off wild Pokemon encounters. Good, I don't know. Um, no, they absolutely could. <laughs> yeah. They absolutely could. It's like... They could change uh, it to grass encounters, like random, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which would be yeah. bad. Do you think it's going to be like Animal Crossing where it takes like two hours to get to somebody's island? You got to like wait for the gates to close and then like the plane <laughs> fly over and you're like. Please no. <laughs> no, I could see it be like you kids are making too much noise. So all the Pokemon that were running out that you could see have gone to hide in the grass. So yeah. if you want to find Pokemon, you've got to go into the grass. I imagine though, I I think it would be hard to do the logistics of like co-op battles of wild Pokemon because then like who who gets to catch it? Do you both get to catch it? Yeah, because um, that, that that's okay. like well, well yeah. raids are the thing, right? Everyone. So gets then, would to... they like, um, would they make the Pokemon harder then? If you have like more people, would you get higher level Pokemon so that you're not just like four people taking down a level six young goose? We could all mega at the same time. We could all Man. mega Aura Spirit. It's it's gonna be like Monster Hunter. I can see it now, where it's like I need for this monster to die. I've got to kill this monster, and then some other dude's like, "I set a trap." <laughs> and I trapped it. And I was like, no, I didn't need it trapped. The only the only thing they seem to like solidify without saying it is that you'll be able to race each other. Like that seemed like a very like mm. they didn't say like you'll be able to like actually have like I think in Destiny when when I would play with Will or or Irene, like we could just say like who's going to get from point A to point B the fastest. Like we could like make our own fun. We could be like, let's let's race to the 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 space base, and then we jump on our cars and we get there. So like in in Scarlet and Violet, you could be like, okay, let's race to the next town on our weird motorcycle bikes. <laughs> but I I do think that there there has to be like talk to this person. This person will be like, let's set up a race, and then there will be an actual like do 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 and then like. I mean, even Destiny did introduce racing eventually. Yes, yeah, they eventually did. So, if you can race, does that mean the speed of your bike depends on, like, the stats of your Pokemon? Like, (laughs) 
Like how, what's going to, if, if everyone has a bike that goes the same speed, how are you going to race? Like what's going to determine difference the, the, in speed? The tight cornering. <laughs> yeah, I think it's hitting think the it's apex of every turn along those lines where it's like it's like the balloons in Legends Arceus or or like, in Sword and Shield they had the balloon right they had the balloons too um you can, or something where area. it's like you can like uh if there there might be something on the course where if you hit it like your pokemon goes faster okay or in like, in Sword and Shield if you hit it you would like spin out so they they've done racing before they just haven't done group racing one more break uh, when we get back, we're going to talk about the three new Pokemon and I had the, the, the weird legendaries. So <laughs> we will be right back. This podcast is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using ExpressVPN is like going to a casino and only playing on the slot machine. Why limit yourself to that? There's big money elsewhere. So I use ExpressVPN. I have it on my computer, my iPad, and my iPhone. I have used it to VPN into other countries to see what, like for the different streaming services, there's sometimes different types of content that's available not in the united states that's the big money elsewhere there you go so i i've been able to use it for netflix to go over to the uk and into japan to see what different titles they might have available into uh korea for my k-dramas it's a great simple way to unlock all that additional content and it's not like netflix is going to charge me extra they don't know any different well, they're going to charge you extra for the sake of charging you extra. <laughs> yeah, true. Just by changing your location, you can uh, control your Netflix and your streaming websites to think you're located somewhere else. That'll get you that extra content. Isn't it like um, Studio Ghibli movies? Or like, yep. you can watch them all in J- if you're in Japan, but not if you're not in Japan on Netflix. Yes. You would choose ExpressVPN over other VPNs because they got blazing fast speeds. I have had ExpressVPN on the entire time that we've been recording this program, and no one has known the difference. So we've got video, audio, all of it, and it's been perfectly fine. Compatible with your phones, laptops, media consoles, smart TVs, more. True. Works in 94 different countries. And it works with streaming services like the BBC iPlayer, YouTube, Netflix, Hulu, literally anything. Yeah, all of them. So be smart. Stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash pkmncast. And if you use the link, 
expressvpn.com slash pkmncst. You will get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. And we are back from our break. In addition to new regional Pokemon found across both Scarlet and Violet, different species will appear uh, depending on which game the player purchases. For example, Larvitar and Stonejourner will appear in Scarlet, and Bagon and Ice Q will appear in Violet. So we know which one Pengu's getting. I actually think I'm getting Scarlet because my big brother always gets dibs on which game he wants, and he wants the purple one, so I think I get the red one. So now you gotta trade for the Ice Q. Yep, that's the way that works. Okay, so they show three new Pokemon. The first one is Fido. Fido's skin has elastic qualities and (laughs) is both firm and soft at the same time. When these Pokemon become excited, they intimidate their opponents by puffing up their bodies to appear bigger. Fido ferments things in its vicinity using the yeast in its breath. The yeast is useful for cooking, so the Pokemon has been protected by people since long ago. It is the puppy Pokemon. It is fairy type. It has the ability own tempo. So the popular cooking dude is going to have one of these, right? Because he's going to just like get his dog mm -hmm. to breathe on everything. Uh, Yep, that makes sense. (laughs) I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, Do you think the cooking dude's going to have like Appleton and like vanillish? And do you think he's they're going to do the gimmick? But that would imply that he's like eating those Pokemon. (laughs) Yeah, it has to be the Pokemon Pokemon? that help you cook. Yeah, not the Pokemon that you cook. He could just like food so much that he has an Appleton. He doesn't have to eat the Appleton. But if he likes food so much, wouldn't he just be like thinking about eating the Appleton the whole time? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I do have a declaration to make. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you have gone gluten-free in your life, Mm -hmm. you cannot have a Fido. (laughs) Sorry. You can have gluten-free bread. You cannot have elastic <laughs> qualities in gluten-free okay. bread. I love bread. I had like six crazy, crazy sticks, bread sticks before I went to bed last night. Do you want to, to understand this here? Understand how much Steve loves bread. We uh-huh. went to lunch together yesterday. Uh-huh. He uh-huh. orders like a full breakfast plate, bacon, eggs, <laughs> sourdough toast. He ate the toast. I ate other that things. Is, that is, he like maybe had half a bacon and a scoop of eggs. <laughs> I messed he up. ate the toast. I messed up with the eggs because I love scrambled eggs, but then I forget to ask them ask them to get them well done. And then most restaurants scramble eggs are like really runny, and I hate it. Like I don't want soupy eggs. I want I want a little brown. I want like my me. eggs to be a little brown. Anyways, speaking of brown. <laughs> Good segue. Nice. <laughs> Paldini. How do you say this? Pal- Paldea. Paldean. 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 Like Chilean. Paldean. Paldean Wooper. In ancient times, Wooper lived uh, underwater in the Paldea region. After losing its struggle for territory, it seems they began living in bogs on the land. To keep them from drying out living on land, they began to cover their bodies with a poisonous film. Their gills have hardened thanks to living on land for so long. Their bar- bodies are heavy and they move slowly, but they can protect themselves by shooting powerful poisonous liquid from their gills. This is what I was talking about earlier. The lore. Mwah. Good. <laughs> Deep. There will be nothing in the story to ever signify what 
caused them to like lose their territory. <laughs> I mean, look there at them. Be. They're like they're they're so anything could beat a whooper out for territory. <laughs> true, true. They got no arms. <laughs> they're the poison fish Pokemon. They are poison ground type. They have the abilities poison point and water absorb. Actually, really good water absorb there because ground is weak to water. Um, you suck up all the water, so I guess we'll see if, if that actually is good competitively. And then finally, we have Sititan. Sititan have tough muscles to support their immense bodies, and physical attacks using their bodies have incredible power. They migrated around the snowy regions protected by a thick layer of fat. They're known as the Terra Whale Pokemon. They're pure ice type. They have the ability Thick Fat and Slush Rush. Where does the name Sititan come from? Is it not like quiz time? Sea Titan, like a like sea as in the water. That is the answer I'm looking for. Oh, where does the name Titan come from? Somebody uh, from a Greek god in Bellevue, Washington. <laughs> oh, you are ah, you have shamed your ancestors. <laughs> the scientific name for whales is cetacean. Oh, yes, okay. it is. A but where sea did titan. that come from? <laughs> Well, okay, fine. <laughs> it may have a Latinate origin. It's cool that people are like. I think. I think all these Pokemon are great. So Titan solidifies that. Like, I like the goofy, dumb-looking Pokemon more than like the cool, serious Pokemon. Like, I get why people like the Titan. Um, just he's not yeah, derpy like, enough for me. On first view, I thought he was just like a big squishy ball, and I liked that, but he's like hard <laughs> and spiky, which I like less. <laughs> a very spiky land whale. Yeah, yeah. I also like the derpy Pokemon. He makes some fun faces, though. Do you think uh, we're going to get like ball fetch back? Because when I saw Fido, I was like, oh, what if it had ball fetch like Yamper? That'd be great. Because like Yamper's ability is incredible. It's it, like I've. My 2,000 plus hours of Sword and Shield, I almost always have a Yamper on my team. Because if you, like, find a shiny Pokemon or something and you, like, throw a friend ball at it and, like, it breaks out, you can, like, switch an Yamper, get your friend ball back. It's, like, crazy good. Um, And it's the only Pokemon out of almost 1,000 Pokemon that have that ability. And I was like, own tempo? What a garbage ability. No one wants that. No one wants own tempo? Give it. Give it the ball fetch. It's a dog. Then your your ball's always going to be all yeasty when it brings it back to you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Isn't that like just the acceptance you have as a dog owner is your dog always has bad breath anyways? <laughs> Not if you no. brush your dog's teeth. Dogs don't have bad breath. What? I mean, some do. But if you brush your dog's teeth, then they're fine. If you feed it the right food and brush its <laughs> teeth, it's not going to have bad breath. New forms discovered for legendary Pokemon Coridon and Miridon. Did we say on the show like like the the end of its name is like Rhydon, like riding on? <laughs> Just in case like no one got the pun there. Players will meet legendary Pokemon either Coridon or Miridon, uh, and it will join them on their journey. Coridon and Miridon are full of mystery and said to have powers that far surpass that of other Pokemon. These Pokemon change forms to suit to better suit what they're doing on what terrain they're traveling over. There's a sprinting build slash drive mode. Players can ride sprinting build Coridon or drive mode Miridon to make it easier to tra traverse the expansive Paldea region more freely. There is swimming build slash aquatic mode. 
Players will be able to jump into rivers, lakes, and vibrant vibrant oceans to approach Pokemon that live on the uh, live there or cross perilous waters in by snapping by either using Swimming Build Coridon or Aqua Mode Miridon. And there's gliding slash glide mode. Players can travel mountains, cliffs, or tall buildings by gliding towards their destination. They they don't have fancy names for them for them there. They ran out of copy. Uh, there's also in the trailer they show them like climbing straight up a mountain like Sneasler does in in Legends Arceus, but that's not listed here. But they just straight up that mountain. Could be a little Breath of the Wild. Don't know if there's like a <laughs> stamina bar. So I think that these legends in bike form look a little silly. They're like so small and you just like sit on them and it's like, this Agreed. used to be a Rotom, but now it's your legendary, but it does the exact same thing. Yeah. Also, you would have to get them pretty early, right? Like you Yeah, that. unless they just make you grind through the first half of the game. <laughs> no, but that that was the surprise to me. So y- yes, the surprise to me was the fact that it's like, you're going to get the legendary at the beginning of the game. It's a good twist. You know, honestly, like, why not but try it? It's the it's like a like a vaccine. It's the weakened form of the legendary. Okay. It's not going to re- reach full power until you unlock the mystery later in the game. So you can use it as a bike, but not as a Pokemon until. You yeah, that's what I think, too. Pokemon. Powers. I don't think I you think can use it as a Pokemon, a Pokemon. Do you think it's the treasure? You've been riding on the treasure the entire time? <laughs> mm-hmm. No, the treasure's in the Eevee backpack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The treasure is the adventure you had along the way. Do you think somebody I would be so mad po- if that's the treasure. <laughs> Do you think somebody at the Pokemon <laughs> company like finally got around to watching One Piece? And they're like, I like that. Let's put that in our game. <laughs> Let's find the One Piece. I... Love that Coridon has wheels, but then runs on all four. I'm very <laughs> into it. It's so dumb, and I, I, I was, I was on Team Maridon from the start. I was like, he looks cooler, has like a spacier theme. Love the color purple, and then they showed the they just show Coridon <laughs> like not using his wheels, and I'm like, I'm in. I think they've made him better. Arguable. <laughs> I mean, I I didn't even pay attention to it because I was just focused on one, the one that mattered to me. Yeah, I, I do think it's interesting for them to be like, here's the legend so early, uh, assuming that you, I mean, you get the bike before the second gym in Sword and Shield. You can't traverse water until after the sixth gym, if I remember correctly, before Piers. Um, but you do get the bike relatively early in most Pokemon games. I I would be curious if so so something that's probably not going to happen that we've learned from Legends Arceus, but we can be hopeful. Like, what happens when you own both games, and I trade my Miraidon into my copy of Scarlet? Can I opt to ride him instead of Miraidon? Uh, because I now own both. Is that is is probably not? But why not? That makes like, sense. Because when I caught a shiny. Weird deer in Legends Arceus. I was restricted to ride my non-shiny weird deer because you were riding the sacred, <laughs> the sacred Pokemon weird of deer. the clan, not just any weird deer off the block. Mm. That's a big difference. That's the name of my new band, Weird Deer <laughs> Off the Block. 
So if you like transfer your your dragon bike dude into home, do you just have to walk everywhere from then on? Oh yeah, that's a good question too. That was a thing in Sun and Moon though. If you got <laughs> rid of your Lunala or your Sogaleo, you couldn't use them to change the portal. So like I I left a Sogaleo a Lunala in my copy of Ultra because it was like, well, if I go back to these games and then I need to change like the time of day. With the portal, I, 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 you need those Pokemon to change the portal. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. What, if, what if you release your Coridon and then you're like, <laughs> I, I can't race anymore. I let him be free, so what all if four like, legs can run. What if you're like on an island and then you will, you get rid of your dragon? Does that mean you're just stranded on the island forever because you can't traverse mm-hmm. the water? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, I do, uh, yeah, well, like, I think that does go in part of, like, they. it's probably not your Pokemon until the end, right? Like, but, like, if it is, if it then becomes your Pokemon at the end, and then you release it, do you just, does they just magically pop up for you to, like, fly around? Another question I have is, can I ride different Pokemon? Because if I'm going to race other people, and all four of us own Scarlet, and we're all running on Coridon... What 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 if I want to ride a Lechonk? What if I ride ride like uh, the whatever the evolution of Fido is? Because that's probably a, a bigger dog to ride on. Hopefully, not as lame as Bolton. I, mean, I feel like you're not going to be able to ride other stuff. I feel like they would have told us. The the video that we see it is Miraidons and Coridons. <laughs> and also, <laughs> they made all. it like you can you can ride it on the land, you can ride it in the water, it can yeah. fly, it can climb, like it can do everything. It sounds like so. What a downgrade! In Legends, we got like five creatures. In this game, yeah. we just got one. What yeah, if, this and, is open world. And if we assume that there's a third one, to be fair, Sword and Shield, there was not a third doggo. There was just weird skeleton dragon. Uh, <laughs> but if there's a third dragon thingy, like a Kirum, can we ride that? What if we catch that? Can we ride that? No. Uh, I'm going to put my bet on no. Yeah. I. Uh, it's cool, though. I saw a TikTok mm-hmm. of somebody being like, the, the, well, the first problem is I said I saw a TikTok. But they were like, True. how have we advanced in Pokemon worlds? Like in, in Galar, we have like these trains and we have like these Corviknight buses. And, and in this game, we we're just riding a legendary Pokemon. And I was like, yeah, that's like kind of a point. But also like every game, like, like it, it is true that different uh, regions or different cities or different countries have different forms of transportation. like. America's very bad at trains. Japan is very good at trains. <laughs> Some I think we should bring back the let's go like ride in on your little dude on the map. I think that was the best Pokemon riding yeah, experience. Yeah, you could ride far. a Persian or an Arcanine or a Snorlax or a Haunter or an Onyx. Really uh, let's go was good. You could ride on a ride on. <laughs> <laughs> Bonuses announced. There's a speckle special a speckle. Could be a speckle. Special Pikachu. By purchasing Pokemon Scarlet or Violet, players will receive a special in-game Pikachu as a gift. This Pikachu will have two unique characteristics. One, it will know the move Fly. Two, its Terra-type will be Flying. Players can receive this gift by choosing uh, Get Via Internet Mystery Gift until February 28th, 2023. So this goes back to my theory earlier 
that they can control Terra types. They specifically said that mm. this flying Pikachu will not be in the game at all. That if you want flying Terra type Pikachu, you need to get the special distribution. So for the people that still believe hi- hidden power is a thing, it doesn't make sense because if you got hidden power flying, they're they're clearly stating right here that this Pikachu will be hit tarot type flying, and this is the only way to get that tarot type flying. Um, no amount of catching random Pikachus is going to get you a Terra type flying Pikachu, unless at the end of the game there's like some machine that you like punch the buttons in, and then it changes the Terra type. Wow, the Terra what? What? The they're saying is the, the only way to get the only way to get the poke the Pikachu that knows fly is through the distribution. It says this Pikachu the, has two unique characteristics. Well, <sighs> I'm just reading the website. I'm I'm betting that the fly is the distribution part. If players download the digital version of Scarlet or Violet from the Nintendo eShop by Tuesday, February 28th, you can receive a serial code for your adventure set. Are you guys ready to hear what your adventure set is? How many Pokeballs am I getting? So far, zero. <laughs> No you will get balls. 10, count them, 10 potions. Not one, not two, not three, not four, but five full heals. If you think one revive is eno- isn't enough, you're correct. They're giving you three. <laughs> Ether, who is she? You're getting three of them. Rare candy, a solid uno. That's one for our, non- for our non-Spanish speakers. And finally, to round it all off, you get one nugget. That is what they call the adventure set that you can get for free if you download the digital. I should, this should be an ad. They should have paid me for this. I have sold multiple digital copies now. People are like, 10 potions, digital That's time. All that authentic energy really selling it. Thank you. <laughs> Will, this is for you. Doubtful. The double pack bonus. That's definitely not me. As a special bonus for purchasing Scarlet and Violet Double Pack, trainers will receive two codes, one per game, that will reward them with a hundred, a hundred Pokeballs. I knew the hundred Pokeballs was coming somewhere. (laughs) No Quick Balls this time. This is what y'all get. Y'all complain that the Quick Ball... Special pre-order bonus that they did for Omega Ruby, that they did for Sun and Moon, Ultra Sun and Moon. I'm pretty sure they did it for Sword and Shield. Y'all complained that the Quick Ball, bo- we were getting zero Quick Balls this time around. Quick Balls were, were a vital tool to catch Magnemites or whatever else appeared in that first area. <laughs> they just ruined it for everyone. Now nobody gets Quick Balls. Now no one is getting Quick Balls. We're getting 10 potions instead. That's is a lot of info that we covered. Uh, I'm sure we're missing some stuff. Uh, They showed a Persian with a ring pop on its head. I don't know what more you want. You can see the map. This is an audio podcast, but if you go look at the map and you zoom in, you could probably figure out where all eight gyms are by zooming in. They did say there was eight gyms. They did. I guess we didn't say that. They did say that there was eight gyms, and they did say that you could battle the gyms in any order. What they didn't say is, are these gyms going to scale to your level? Um, So what that means for, I guess, somebody who um, might not be a hardcore video game player, maybe they just enjoy Pokemon, 
that would mean like normally when you will do we'll do red and blue for example when you first get to brock i think he's uh level like 10 and 11 and then when you get to misty she's like 17 and 18 and then when you get to lieutenant surge he's like 21 and 23 i think um so ideally like let's say you were doing kanto you could go to any gym you wanted you go to lieutenant surge and is he still going to be 21 and 23 and that's your first gym you got to or are they going to say like well since you have no gym badges i guess that's how they would probably do it right they would register how many gym badges you have and they would say well you have zero gym badges so lieutenant surge will be level 10 and 11 Oh, you have eight gym bad. You have seven gym badges. Lieutenant Surge is fifty six and fifty seven now. So I think that's how it's going to work. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, that makes sense. We don't know if they're going to scale, or there are games like oh, this maybe not a great example, but the original Legend of Zelda on the NES. You could go anywhere you wanted. You could go to the hardest dungeon right away. You would probably die a million times because you only have three hearts. But you did not have to do those dungeons in that order. You could do dungeon one and then dungeon three and then dungeon four and then go back to dungeon two, technically, and that Zelda game. They, they, there was no scaling that didn't make it easier because you went to a different dungeon in a different order. I think... That everyone would want the level scaling, I think that makes sense. They 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 definitely showed that in that one anime where, um, was that Pokemon Origins where like Brock? I think so yeah, Brock has like multiple Pokemon, but he only chooses based off the fact that Red has no badges. I don't as 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 nice as that provides variety and gives you your own sense of exploration, and there is something nice about like, well, I'm here and I traveled all the way here. I would like to do the gym instead of backtracking. I don't know if that makes the game drastically better. I mean, and the reason I say that is because at one point in a game called Black and White, they were like, sorry, not Black and White. It was um, X and Y. They were like, you can battle the Elite Four in any order. Cool. Um, It doesn't actually matter. (laughs) Uh, Black and White did that too. Because isn't the first Black... Oh, wait, no, the first Black and White... You don't even battle the champion because Getsis shows up. But you still can yes, do the you're right. yeah, four yeah. in any order because yes. they have like the four doors. But yeah, the original black and white, you don't battle get you battle Getsis instead. And then if you go through the whole if you go through the Elite Four again, then you get to battle Alder. Yeah, so black and white did that, my mistake. But yeah, that never like I don't know, like maybe Maybe you guys can speak differently, but I would I would walk into like X and Y or I walk into Sun and Moon and I would be like, I'm just going to go left to right because <laughs> does it really matter if I start right to left? I mean, like I got to battle them anyways. <laughs> yeah, it matters because whoever your worst matchup is, you want to go against first while your Pokemon are strongest. And then, oh, because you walked in with like a thousand full restores. <laughs> Isn't that what everyone... Max revives. That is no. true. Like. No. If you if you choose to not prepare or not revive, like like there's a complete validity in wanting to do that, right? Like there is the person that is like they they go into a gym, they battle like the two the two or three NPCs and then they leave the gym and then they heal and then they come back in and then they fight Lieutenant Surge at full health and they go, "Oh, that was easy." And it's like, "Well, you made the choice to leave the gym and heal. 
Like, you could have just challenged him after battling the three NPCs, and it probably would have been tougher. But you made that choice. The game didn't tell you you needed to do that. Um, just like the game doesn't tell you 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 need to use Ix items, you need to use potions, you need to use revives. You can choose not to use them. Like there there was like a a a person on Twitter saying like Pokemon games are so easy, and I I do hate that argument because like again, if if you feel like you're over leveled for a battle, no one's telling you to bring these Pokemon in. Like you can box them and the nice thing about pokemon games is you can box them at any point um you can throw them in the box and grab different pokemon you can go out and catch new pokemon don't know if anyone knows this but you know in a game with 400 pokemon you have plenty of options (laughs) like you don't have to use the same six but i think that's the nice thing about these games is they do allow you to do what you want if you want to if you want to challenge lieutenant surge with six pokemon you can if you want to challenge lieutenant surge with two pokemon you can make that choice like the game doesn't force you to do that the game might say like you know let's go pikachu let's go eevee you 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 have to show 35 pokemon caught to get into erica's gym like yeah you know they're 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 forcing you to catch some pokemon to like hey play this part of the game please but like when you get there your your freedom of choice is back it's just like they're using that as like a key to get to the next area Yes, Will, you're correct. If if you were like in the Elite Four and you were like, I want to make this harder and because I I don't want to use potions or I don't want to use revives, I will do my worst matchup first because I don't want to do it last. There's complete validity in that. I, I do agree with you, yes. That would probably also add more variety to like a Nuzlocke challenge as well if you were like... Oh, totally. Oh, man. Nuzlocke's in this region are going to be nightmarish. Yeah, so I guess for a Nuzlocke, if, if, you know, your first Pokemon was Fido, you're probably like, mm, I'm going to go to the dark type gym because I have the advantage there. And hopefully by the time I get something else, then I could go to the steel type gym where, you know, Fido wouldn't be <laughs> that great. So yes. Yeah, that's part of the strategy. So I, I, I changed my mind. I take it all back. Seems, it seems it's a better game. 10 out of 10. We're probably missing news. The last thing I'll say here is if you do pre-order this off PokemonCenter.com, one, expect it not to arrive on release day. I think, oh boy. I I stream these games on Twitch the day they launch, and the amount of people that are like, game's not here yet. I pre-ordered Legends. It's not coming till Monday. Pre-ordered Sword and Shield. Delayed two weeks. Pre-ordered Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl. Still not here yet. If you want the pre-order bonus for... Scarlet and Violet, you do get a unique backpack. That's your pre-order bonus. We don't know what it is for GameStop. We don't know what it is for Amazon. We don't know what it is for Best Buy. If you want the in-game backpack, not an IRL backpack, in-game backpack, pre-order from Pokemon Center. If you want to play the games on launch day, I would not pre-order from Pokemon Center. <laughs> maybe just maybe pre-order the physical copy from Pokemon Center and then download like the digital copy for yourself. Like, I don't know, maybe. You know, do Scarlet, Physical, Violet, Digital. Uh, it's hard, right? Because some people don't want to buy both copies, but they want the backpack. But they want to play on launch day. I'm just all I'm saying is Pokemon Center. It's not been reliable for the last three games, so you know, take that with with what it is. Yeah, I, th- I think that's all the Scarlet and Violet news that we have. Again, we're probably missing something. I'm sure when Greg comes back, uh, he'll have things to say. Mm-hmm. They 
real quick for for other stuff in the in the presents you know they they you know cafe mix is still out there scamming you um you can get mewtwo latios latias i believe they're added to the game they for some reason spent three minutes of the 20 minutes talking about the world championships like they're really hyping it up um they that even showcased that Pikachu trophy the trophy like it was like like literally well, they're excited to yeah. have it again <laughs> six people in the entire world are gonna have this trophy but they're like look at this trophy <laughs> uh, i expect we will get you know maybe a new pokemon or something at worlds um which is in about two weeks for unite they announced the pika party uh which is going on for the next month um also buzzwall is now in the game for masters they they i guess tricked people into thinking that that was like a heart gold soul silver remake for a hot second even though like masters players were like if there's one thing as a masters player they love the heck out of red they will give that character so many different opportunities and and they they just love that red character um so they showed a short trailer for 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 masters and you know the three-year anniversary is coming for that still not a lot of details on that and then for pokemon go they were like hey Sapporo is happening this weekend you know international travel still not allowed unless you go in a travel group that wouldn't let you go to pokemon go or unless you have specific business which yeah, my specific business is Pokemon Go. <laughs> my specific business is giving Pikachu, Mr. Pikachu as much money as possible. I would like to visit your country. Which reminds me, after this podcast, I gotta go catch a Hoppit to finish that collection challenge. Well, I think that's it. So, no Greg, no question of the week. Will, Pokemon of the week. Uh, last week's Pokemon of the week uh, started out, it's a seven, but that's the sum of the two other numbers that make up its national dex number, which are also primes. So clearly it's either 527 or 257 if you were paying attention. And its name sounds like the other Pokemon of which it was made in interpretation. And so far, unlike that other Pokemon, it does not have a third evolution, but you also need high friendship to achieve its final evolution. It's Swoobat. Blaziken. Blaziken doesn't sound like anything and is not an interpretation of any other Pokemon. It is Wubat, correct. But it was 257. Well, then I guess that wasn't the right one. <laughs> you had a 50-50 chance there. Hmm. <laughs> Why did you pick Wubat? <laughs> Why are we calling it Wubat? Is it not Swubat? Oh, is it Swubat? <laughs> no, no, it's Wubat. It is? What's yeah. Swubat? Swubat's 528. 528. Um, all right. You were off Sorry, by my one. Bad. Dang. Zubat leveled up with high friendship, yes. Is there any trivia here? Probably something about parallels with Zubat. Wubat evolutionary family has similar similarities to Zubat. Both members are called the Bat Pokemon. They live in caves or other dark places. They both have no visible eyes uh, at their respective unevolved forms. Furthermore, members of both lines respectfully evolve by forms through friendship. They both have similar shinies, green, main, like, that's a bad trait. Like, every Pokemon has green shinies. Uh, Woobat and Zubat also have somewhat similar English names, both rhyming with prefixes of bat, both rhyming prefixes and bat as the suffix. Woobat was first seen as concept art from Pokemon Black and White, along with Servine, Duwat, and Axew. Wait, what happened to Pignite? Uh, was Pick Knight not shown in this this group of concept art? 
I, I guess not. Carl, a character in Zorark Masters of Illusion, wears a baseball cap with Woobat depicted on it. I want that baseball cap. As Woobat's official art was revealed four days before the movie's release in Japan, the reveal of Carl's design was the first time Woobat's existence was hinted at. Do you think uh, one day Subat will evolve and like match Crobat? Because they have so many similarities, but like that's the one thing they don't have. It's tough because they already did the evolution by friendship. Yeah, they already did the friendship. Also, like they they need to retain some of their unique snowflakeness. You know, they can't be exactly the same. Tell that to sock and throw. <laughs> <laughs> Are you ready for this week's Pokemon? Yeah. All right. No one knows yet if it will evolve, but I suspect this Pokemon will evolve into a Pokemon called Beagle, spelled B-E-A-G-E-L. It's Ice Q. You can't. <laughs> <laughs> we, just, we just solve it at the end of the episode, <laughs> so no one has to wait until next week. If you get it, you get it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for making it to the end. Um, if you did make it to the end, we need a secret word. What's what's our secret it's, word for the Twitch people? What did you call bead? <laughs> bleep, bloop, bloop. <laughs> what did I call bead? Did you call him boggle Beeble. 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 Come into Twitch and say beeble. Beeble. Got it. Um, that'll be our secret word. Uh, thank you for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed the episode. I didn't say this, but if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, like. Smash that like button. Subscribe, all that stuff. I'm trying to get to 50,000 before the end, before Scarlet, before the end of the year, ultimately. Um, we're at like 33,000 on YouTube, which is awesome. Those YouTube shorts really bring in the people. They bring, they're bringing in the subscribers and they're bringing in the people that hate that I spent $100 on a metal Pokeball. People get, mm. they're so mad about it. They're very mm-hmm. upset that I, the, you know, I bought the metal. Po- I like the ball. I like it. They're just jealous. They don't have a metal pokeball in their life. Is what it comes down to. And you've got eight of them, two more, and that's a thousand dollars. Come on. But, well, technically, I, I, I didn't buy one. One was a gift. So I'm only seven hundred dollars in debt. Three more, and it's a thousand dollars. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, you can like comment your favorite part of the trailer. Uh. I would love to hear it. I would love to hear what's for me. It was raids. The the raid thing was huge for me. Maybe for you it was Fido or it was um, I don't know the what was her name the very shy character. I can't remember Penny. Penny. Maybe you were into Penny. Um, I'm into Penny. Uh, Pengu, you have like an art. You do. You do. Uh, you sell stuff, and you're on the internet's. I'm on the internet's. I do sell stuff. I um was working on an Oshawa today. It's. Doesn't have a face yet, but, you know, there you go. Um, I sell little crochet plushies. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Pengumon, and the links to everything else is that my shop name is Pingu Crafts, so find me somewhere. you got to fund that higher education somehow. Uh-huh. That's, I, I might have the funded cohort next year, so, you know, got to pay rent somehow. <laughs> uh, Will is at Wash in the Sink. I'm at Dragging a Lake. I'll be, uh, be streaming on Twitch this week. Twitch.tv slash PK, PKMNCSD. Uh, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all the same. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We will see you next week. This is another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective.
super effective. You're allowed to agree. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> This podcast is made possible because of our patrons. A huge shout out to our producers on Patreon, starting with Stephen, Sean, Matthew, Kay, Jessica, Brian, Stuart, Ryan, Nate, Bovine, Catherine, Casey, Josh, Gray, Carlos. And a huge shout out to our executive producers of Steph, Spencer, Courtney, and Brady you too would like your name read at the end of the episode or you just want to support to get ad-free episodes or bonus episodes you can head over to patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t that is patreon.com slash p-k-m-n-c-a-s-t thank you all for your support and we will see you all next week